Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Oh, and thank you so much for joining us for your SmackDown post show. Guys, we're in December. What is happening in this timeline of wonderful wrestling and a crazy year? We thank you so much for being with us tonight, but please get in your super chats and your humper chats at humperchats.com. Leave a thumbs up on this video if you would be so kind. It helps people find us in the algorithm and goes a long way in doing so. So we always appreciate when you do. And of course, always right here at the top of the show, we remind you that you should probably be subscribed to Fightful Select if you care about all the greatest and latest breaking news in all of wrestling. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, okay? Whatever Ice Cube's son is saying out that now, we're just having fun. We're having fun. We're having fun. But we will tell you to subscribe to Fightful Select because there is a lot happening in wrestling. Anytime CM Punk does something, lives, breathes, eats, eats sleeps, shows up somewhere, we've got a beat on it. Almost daily reports as to what's going on, how his contract came together. On the AEW side, there were some details that surfaced about the uh, committee that put together CM Punk's mm. termination and who was involved, including Brian Danielson, who shocker handled a lot of the post craziness interviews with a lot of grace out there. But it's a crazy time in wrestling. There's so much more to come too. I know Sean has said it, and I've mentioned it a few times. 2024 is a big contract year. Drew's contract is up. Becky and Seth's contracts are up. Sheamus's contract is up. There's a lot going on. And this landscape is going to continue to get even crazier. WWE selling out everywhere they go. AEW's uh, pre-sale for Wembley Stadium is already yeah. at like half capacity. It is a good time to be a wrestling fan. Don't let the dorks online fool you. But we've got so much happening and you can find so much of it on FightfulSelect.com as far as the scoop skis go, as well as things like Sean's Q&A, which I always put over because it's awesome. If you have a question, Sean will either answer it for you or try his best to get it answered. Uh, very helpful. If you are wondering about specific topics, you get bonus podcasts back there. You get me and Alex Pulowski back there. Um, we do alternative post shows for anything that's on the main channel for pay-per-views. And we also 
depending on what Alex's schedule is, we'll do like a little collision wrap up show if I'm available. Sometimes he does his rampage watch along at the same time as this, but uh, today it'll probably be a Saturday show or this weekend rather, but all that and more on FightfulSelect.com. I'm here to talk about some SmackDown with our favorite Alex. Alex Cardoza. Hey. Not a, I don't, let's be clear. I'm not playing favorites on which Alex. I'm just saying tied our, for first our favorite Friday Alex. Alex. Yeah, our Friday, our Friday Alex. Alex. How are you? How are your Christmas lights? Most importantly, we're looking for Well, here's the update. My parents are here from Orlando. Uh, they were up in Jersey. So my dad's actually going to help me tomorrow. Uh, we're going to be putting these lights up on confuse the airport i want people to think that they got to come <laughs> here i want airplanes to be rerouted to my home so yeah Speaking um my language i love it should be I interesting so uh you guys will all get pictures once it's up for sure hell yeah i am all about that i'm all about tonight's episode of smackdown too i feel Very like whenever good. they come to brooklyn they bring the heat which thank goodness because listen i lived in the city for seven years i know how New York is. I know how Brooklyn is. They're going to let you hear about it, okay? They're going to let you know if they don't like something. They're typically a, a pro-heel crowd, too, which is just fun. Obviously, Bailey being there is uh, a fun callback to one of the most, if not the most legendary women's matches on American soil. Um, very, very fun show overall in Brooklyn. Super hot crowd. What did you think just overall thoughts about what we got tonight? It felt it was nice. It was uh it didn't feel you know like what we've had in the past couple Friday nights, you know, um where it was just felt like very rematch heavy. Tonight felt good. Um yes, we've seen damage control and everything that's been happening, but they're forwarding the story with Bailey and what's happening. So it did not feel like oh here we go again, you know. I think that helps because I feel like Survivor Series felt productive in advancing that story, but didn't kind of, I feel like if Bailey had gotten turned on or was the one to turn, it would have felt too early. So I like that they're giving this time to settle in, especially this time of year, because this is kind of just a funny time until we get back to the start of the year, into Royal Rumble season, all those sorts of things. So I am into that, but Let's dive in. We thank you guys so much for hanging out with us on your Friday night. And we get started with a Bianca Belair promo after a video package. Crowd, super hot for Bianca. I'm so glad that her return isn't getting lost in the sea of really big returns, right? She came back not that long ago. She's been around for just over a month or so. I feel like Brooklyn really likes Bianca. Everywhere really likes Bianca, and they should. She, she just... The second her music hits and she comes out, oozes, oozes, oozes star power. She looked so great tonight. Uh, but we get the crowd chanting EST. Bianca's just like taking it all in. I absolutely loved it. She puts over Brooklyn. Uh, and she says that her team did exactly what needed to be done at Survivor Series. She doesn't give enough credit to Ruffles, I don't think. But she does put over every member of her team. Puts over Shotzi Big, which I think was important because she... Um, had a good showing and she kind of felt like the the odd woman out in this a little bit but um, she says this still isn't over and the first half of this of me had me rolling my eyes because I was like you have been feuding with them since July of 2022 like let's get a move on <laughs> with Bianca find somebody else to pick on but her picking on Eosky her still having her eyes on the title that I don't hate I think that's good because it was always kind of 
the tag team of EO Sky and Dakota Kai um, going after Bianca as like additional stooges to Bailey. Now EO is the one with the title and damage control is kind of falling apart, right? So I don't hate that at all. Uh, Dakota Kai says if Bianca wants another title shot, she's going to have to go through all of damage control. And uh, I almost said Kataro, which is a very <laughs> silly thing that comes from The Simpsons. And I don't even watch The Simpsons, so God bless. But <laughs> Bianca said that they could all come and get it from her. And then you have Charlotte's music hit and Shotzi's walking down the entrance way. Charlotte said Bianca's not the only one coming for damage control. Shocker, I know. But the baby faces getting the leg up here and the heels scampering off. Kind of a, a paint-by-numbers opening segment, but a, a good one. Like, sometimes the predictable or obvious things are the right way to go about business. This is perfectly fine. Any thoughts on our, our opening segment here? No, I, I, you know, they laid, they laid, uh, it, it didn't even feel bookendy. They just laid out the, the plan for tonight. And I think that it just flowed very well with what they were doing throughout the night with the ladies. I love seeing ladies, and not because they're ladies, just wrestling ladies are even better than normal ladies i'm gonna tell you that right now i need women to beat each other up beat me up whatever they want i'm I'm here for it you know <laughs> well no spooky scottish witches still which we I, know is the most i don't understand house. i don't know i'm understand. wondering i'm now in the vein of maybe they're getting repackaged away as something else like oh, maybe man, we're so getting sad. i know i know you loved your witches but i wonder if triple h is like hey why is kaylee ray being all weird uh, I think we might be headed that way, but we'll see. Alex Pulowski, who we also love equally as much as you. I never equally. meant to say favorites, okay? No, no, we're not uh, talking favorites like that, people. Yeah, we had, he came up with the idea that they're the ones controlling crazy Nikki Cross, who's just been staring. Be um, so so I, I, I like that idea a lot, and the three of them being this Scottish triumvirate, I think could be really fun. But man, we are seeing a lot of, star power on both shows i feel like a lot more women being used than have been used in the past with these stables with the tag division starting to look like someone it's something it's really refreshing and for once i don't feel like it's overwhelmingly on raw or smackdown like i feel like raw has becky lynch who's always holding it down there you have rhea ripley as your champion zoe stark Shayna baszler have this really interesting angle going right now and here on smackdown you have charlotte and bianca and Bailey with damage control. Asuka's obviously amazing. So between how much time women are getting on Raw, because it's a three-hour show, a little bit higher work rate like from a, a match length perspective, um, and how many women are just being used on the show. And here on SmackDown, you're getting this angle that just involves a ton of talent. Uh, it's, it's a refreshing, reinvigorated women's division, in my opinion. Agreed. We got a super chat. Thank you so much. Saying, I'm sorry, Char sorry, Charlotte and Bianca going through damage control is not it. And I'm a Bianca fan. I think you got to wow. see someone turn here because I think one of them is going to get the title. I think the program for Mania is probably Charlotte and Bianca, unless Sasha Banks comes back. I think Triple H would be like, we're doing the four horsewomen match immediately. Right. Uh, right. <laughs> I right. think they'd probably pivot for that, but there's a really great story here with. Bianca having beat all of the other four horsewomen except for Charlotte. So I, I think that could be very, very fun. Um, and I think that's something that should be for the title, not just because it's Charlotte, but mm -hmm. the two of them fighting for something that is that big of a prize. That makes sense to me. 
So in this angle, I think at some point, probably before Royal Rumble, the title will be back on one of the two of them. I'm just praying it's Charlotte that turns heel because she is corny as hell as a face. I'm sorry. I love no, Charlotte. Right. Yeah. I think she's so good in the ring. I don't love that she no-sells, but like from bell to bell, just one of the best women's wrestlers of all time, maybe the sure. best women's wrestler of all time from from a work rate perspective. Um, but babyface Charlotte just makes me want to gag. She's great as a heel. Let her be a heel. Uh, and Bianca's so damn likable. Like, let's do that. But that's where I'm thinking it's going. It, on, on good news, they, they did edit that out, by the way. On on the on other rampage, show. yeah. Uh, so I'm, it's I'm, they're coming through right now in the chat, but yeah, I mean they're smarter I, than what they look like sometimes. Look, I, I rampage is an hour, so I'm assuming they're always looking for things to cut just to have the wrestling minutes. Never mind when someone sure. gives you something so easy to cut. Yeah, I'm not surprised by that at all. Kim Gray chiming in, always so supportive of us, saying hi, peoples. Behind on SmackDown, trying to get caught up. You got a fun episode to watch, my friend. It was a blast yeah, tonight. Some really, 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 really good stuff. Some more love from Drinking at Moe's saying, much yeah, loved to my Fightful friends. Randy, making good choices tonight. I'm going to be at Revolver tomorrow for GYV versus That's the Rascals. Cool. Let's F and go. I'm so glad that you are going, and I'm so glad that you gave me an excuse to talk about what GYV is doing. GYV. Requested their release, got denied. They were doing weird, spooky stuff in NXT that was not fitting for them. They have hit the indies, and they are doing some of the coolest social media promos to matches, building them out, making them feel like a big deal. Them versus the Rascals is going to tear the place down. I wish more independent wrestlers would do what they're doing. Every appearance they have feels like a really big deal, and it's not because they're WWE releases. It's because they're cutting awesome promos. Promoters are going to want to work with you if you keep doing that. I absolutely am so happy for them. They seem like they really got back to their roots. And please, for the love of God, give me them versus the War Dogs. I need them versus Alex Coughlin and Gabe Kidd. So, so, so bad. But thank you for giving me an excuse to talk about them because they're just awesome. Thank you guys for the early chats, too. We appreciate it. I'm yeah, so sure. excited to to talk down this show a little bit more. Um, we get into another stage that, uh, another segment rather, excuse me, that follows us up and it's backstage. We have damage control uh, running into Bailey, which is where the tension is. I thought they might do the turn tonight because they're in Brooklyn and that's like a Bailey destination. And I feel like it's pretty obvious she's going to be the one to go face after this. Um, but we didn't get it tonight. We're still slow burning it, which I don't necessarily think is a bad idea. But it being in Brooklyn had me wondering. We get Kyrie Sane versus Bianca Belair made for later in the night. And Bailey is wondering why they didn't tell her they were going to the ring. And uh, Dakota Kai says not to worry about that because they need Bailey to help Sane prepare for Bianca's match. Bailey is walking the line perfectly of being suspicious and off put by this behavior, but trying to be the one to keep everything intact, right? She was the leader of damage control. And just because it's become a super group, she's still trying to be out in front. I really, really appreciate this angle so much. And I love her work in it. I think her baby face turn is going to be the most organic, 
like face turn in the women's division in a while. And I am so pumped for it. Um, any thoughts on, on this segment and kind of the through line that we get building throughout the night? No, you, you, I think you hit it right on the head. I think 100% you're kind of seeing the, the breadcrumbs being lined up for this huge Bailey turn. It's been a while since, you know, she's been the people's favorite. And I think that what's going to happen is the people will let you know when they're ready. Uh, and by, by what I mean by they, I mean when they'll go ahead and turn her into a face. Just because little by little, you can see the crowd's kind of getting behind her now. Like she's doing all these other things around damage control to try to get like be part of the, the cool crew. And the cool crew is rejecting her. So mean girl style. It is. I'm I'm excited for the moment that happens when we get our turning face, but I do like that they are letting it slow burn, especially again because this season of wrestling tends to be a, a dry well. Like there's no yeah. harm in letting this kick around for a while. They just got together. Bailey has not been a face that has like fully worked since after she came up and they had that kendo stick spot that kind of ruined her as a face for a while. Her doing the ding dong hello stuff was, uh, she was so beloved, but as a heel, to your point, um, her heel work here has been excellent despite them making her lose constantly. So her just getting to be loved, I think, is something that people are, I think everybody is ready to cheer for her. It's I'll been a while. That. I mean, you're talking about since uh, SmackDown was put on Fox in 2018 19 was the last time you actually saw, that's when she, you know, took the knife to the Bailey buddies. And that was it. It cut her hair. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think that was the last time we actually really saw that good Bailey, right? Yeah, right, I think I'm so. Thinking. Yeah, so I think it's time, man. She's I'm, had a good run. She has, and I think there's... I'm so intrigued to see what happens. Like, if Dakota... Dakota seems to be on the heel side. Um, where does Bailey go from there as a single star? Because if they leave her off WrestleMania, I'll punch somebody in the face. Um, wow like they uh, i was so frustrated by the fact that her and mercedes essentially carried them during the pandemic and then for wrestlemania what they had for her was to get made fun of by the bell twins yeah, i will never forgive yeah, them for that yeah um so i hope she just gets the flowers that she deserves uh taylor saying hi kate and alexis hope you are doing well thank you taylor taylor's just like thank you taylor so supportive and cool hey we appreciate it. all you guys uh you know spending your hard-earned money uh tonight with us here on a friday night Love you all for that. It, it we really appreciate it. I mean, at least I do. I don't know about Kate. I don't. I expect it. That's what I say now. Like, <laughs> this I is why. This I why don't I, 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 I expect it. All right. I expect you to subscribe to Fightful Select. I expect you to support us with your chats because I'm out here hustling. Okay. Send us your money. She's a hustler, baby. I'm working. I'm working out know. here. Uh, Will saying that the only reason I don't think Bianca versus Charlotte doesn't need a title is it's a big match and it's big enough um and i want bailey to be eo for the title bailey needs her moment now that part i agree with i think bailey yeah. needs her moment we just don't tend to see charlotte outside of a title picture ever especially at wrestlemania ever. um i agree with you from that sentiment but i actually think the story in this case is a little more justified in calling for it because the caliber of competitors that they are and it's bianca beat becky for the title bianca beat sasha for the title right bianca yes. was in that feud with bailey defending her title like 
the title has been in the picture for all four of the horsewomen the entire time, the entire time. So that's why I'm a little more okay with it, but I don't disagree in that it doesn't need it. It doesn't need it. Um, I would love to see them try to do something with Charlotte that wasn't a title picture, but they just don't tend to do so. So we move along to what was a really, really fun match for me because I love technical wrestling and I also love Bobby Lashley, who is over as hell in Brooklyn, people. The yeah. pop that Bobby Lashley got when he came out made me so happy. This man is 47 years old. He's doing absolutely incredible work. If he's not going to send me a suit, you should probably not be cheering him this much. That's all I'm going to say. Like, if there was like a send to suit chant, I would have been in on it a little bit more. Um, I would have been appreciative of that, considering that I live in New Jersey and I lived in, in New York for seven years. Like, a little appreciation for my contributions would be nice. And I'm just asking for one suit. The guy looks great. Okay. And then the street profits are there yeah. in their suits. And I'm like, just, oh, cool. Salt, meat wounds. Like, that just hurts. You know what I mean? So, um, I, I, I kind of want to start a boycott against SmackDown. I don't know. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, it's hard I'm to kinda... review a show you're boycotting, but I appreciate it. <sighs> There's so many ways. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think about that. Maybe no. I'll boycott the Bobby Lashley matches because I'm so Just tired see. of him not giving you what you deserve. See, thank you. I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I think if if we just got up and walked out of frame next time for the Bobby Lashley segment because he won't send me a suit, like we'll review the rest of the show. But Bobby Lashley, persona non grata from us. I, forward, I like I that. Think. I think uh, there's cer there's certainly someone on this show who I would have definitely walked out of frame for. But we'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about that. I there is something I like that doesn't have to do with them that they're doing with that picture, yes, but we'll right. get there. I agree. Um, Bobby Lashley. I love the ending here. He's yelling at Pete Butch Dunn to stay down. And <laughs> I can't call him Butch. It's, just, it's his middle name. He's, he's been using his middle name this whole time. Gear. I'm like, he's a part of TMDK now in my head. Like, just make him Pete Dunn again, please. He's a technical wrestler. He's great. Um, I really like what we're heading toward. And I've got theories, sure. people. And we're going to talk about those theories. But end of this match ruled. You got Lashley yelling at Pete Butch done to stay down and um, him not doing that, him slapping Lashley and Lashley eventually hitting him with just a wild spear for the win. Some spots in this that I loved the elbow stomp is always so vicious looking. It's yes. right out of the Tecker playbook. I love it. It looks so, 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 so painful. And I adore that. Um, and the crowd was just so firmly behind him here. Uh, and I love the let's go Bobby chance. And then Pete Butch done just cutting Lashley off and drop kicking him. Like he's so good at, cause he's a veteran at this. This is not his first rodeo and it's definitely not Bobby Lashley's. He saw where the crowd was and was like, I know how to kind of play into things and lean into momentum. He being so technical, but complimenting his moveset with these drop kicks and the moonsault that we saw in this. He just has such a great foundation as a wrestler. And it's been fun to get to see him show out like in the trios matches and some of the tag matches. He's gotten some shine, but matches like this, even when he's getting his butt kicked, like there's all these elements that 
get to shine through for him. And I, I just think the world of him as a wrestler. So it, it makes me so happy. Um, but Bobby Lashley getting the win here. The Hurt Profit Street business are ringside looking great in their suits um, and, and talking smack, which was You're really, on top really of it fun. today. <laughs> I, I am. I'm you're, you're quick. Not just a hat rack, my friend. Alpha brain quick. That's right. Um, this was really, really fun. And Lashley getting the win kind of justifies like, okay, if the Street Profits are going to keep losing and Bobby Lashley keeps winning, something's going to have to shift there, right? So uh, I'm intrigued to see where this goes. They need to stop 50-50 the Street Profits because they need to either get to Bobby Lashley's level or they need to lose and there needs to be like a, a full issue with that instead of like, well, you win some, you lose some. Like, let's get on track with this. But I, I love this match. I love that uh, Pete Butch done got some some breathing room here. And we get an interesting post-match segment. But first, I just want your thoughts on on the match and how over Bobby Lashley was in Brooklyn just making my heart sing. I, I think Bobby just gets the love, man. Bobby's Bobby's deserves the love that he's getting, regardless of what side of the fence he's on. He's just such a freaking freak of nature. He's a great athlete. He's a great worker. He's believable. The the street profit slash, you know, whatever you want to call them. You're amazing at that, by the way. Um, you know, <laughs> it, they they mesh very well together. I like what they're doing there. And I think people have bought in. And when you see someone like that, like Bobby Lash, who's so good at what he does, you don't want to boo him. I, f- I feel it that I don't want to boo him. You know what I'm saying? I know he was in there with a boy Pete Dunn slash, you know, Bush, not Bush, maybe Bush sometimes. <laughs> um, I want to see this man go on further than this box that he's been put in for so long. You know, I, I-, I want to see what's next for him. And I think we're getting there because post-match, um, he gets asked about some of the dissension with Ridge Holland and where was he tonight. Mm-hmm. I liked this because it contextualized the loss too. I like it when losses matter. They should. Every single should. win and victory should pretty much on some level matter. Um, and he says, I don't really care. And I liked that. He was like, I need to focus on myself. Before the match, we heard Bobby Lashley telling him, you got to make a name for yourself, kid. Like, get out there and do that. And then he was like, I didn't mean against me. Good luck out there. Um, (laughs) But here, I thought this was really refreshing. And then we get Pretty Deadly, who I know you love and I love too, interrupting him. And maybe he needs a new tag partner. Now, this could Mm. be a place for Sheamus to reenter. This could be... Seamus coming back to either split off from Ridge Holland and he goes and does something else or to maybe reunify them since there's been dissension or the thing that would make Kate just the happiest girl in the whole world. Oh, here we go. If they brought somebody up from NXT and that person was Tyler Bate and we got to reunite the big strong boy and Pete Dunne and an awesome, awesome tag team as this division is really starting to cook, especially on Raw, like we're getting some really, really good tag teams forming and being um, elevated right now through just better tag matches. Yeah. If we got Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate back together, like it would only bug me eight times out of 10 that I don't have a suit from Bobby Lashley, which means a <laughs> lot, to be honest. So any thoughts on that? Do you think maybe 
Tyler Bate has been doing nothing in NXT for a little bit now. So I, I think this could be something that we get to see and I will lose my mind with joy. I'm I'm happy that you brought that up because where has, you know, where has this team gone um, with, with Pete Dunn, Rich? Like, like what they, again, they've kind of been boxed into just this, you know, when Maybe Shane is 50, left, they've just been pennies. Yeah, 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 like that's that's what they've been. It's it's just it, it makes no sense. So you have someone like like Tyler come in and kind of be that that help that that he might need in any capacity if he's getting a beat beat down by the street profits. What a pop that's gonna be when that man's music hits and he comes to save him. If they go that way, I don't have any insight or info or nothing like that. I'm just saying, talking in general, that would be a great great thing. I loved watching them together, yeah. and. It's just it's sometimes you you let things be far apart like this so that when you put them back together these pieces, you know, it's it's electric. Kind of like CM Punk being back after ten years. He's home. I've got thoughts. Uh, I I agree. I think it's it's going to be interesting to see because you could also sell me on just a tag team of Sheamus and Pete Dunne pretty quick. Like that's also a really fun. <laughs> you think Sheamus Sheamus. You don't I think, think Seamus might be in a in a singles run. Like me, he might be like kind of kind of like a um, last hurrah and kind of start slowing things down a little bit. Maybe I think it's possible, but I think if you sow seeds of dissension and he's available, he's coming back for a reason, sure, and that's to either sure. reunite the group or split it up. So that's true. I yeah. think it's possible, and I also think it's possible that Fightful has the best supporters in the world because we got Matthew Hooks really out good. here saying, "Hey, I will get you a suit. I support." I you. love that. I appreciate it so much. It has to be one of Bobby Lashley's suits, though. So just see if he does, like, a charity auction of some sort or whatever. Uh, but it's not about needing a suit. It's about needing one of those fine suits that he's got. Um, and we've got some more women's wrestling talk circling back to our conversation before, which I always absolutely love to see. And two that are saying essentially the same thing. Shelf Present saying Bailey goes face and joins Charlotte and Becky to form the Horsewomen with a Mercedes Monet returning to the new WWE and Apex Calibre saying essentially the same thing. When Dakota heals and Sasha is back, you got damage control versus the four horsewomen. Um, I'm very intrigued to see what happens with Mercedes because there's yeah. clearly a story she can walk into. Um, but I will say the, the mission statement of how she kicked off the last chapter of her career was like a global domination tour. Uh, I would not blame her one bit if she wanted to go back to WWE, walk back into a story and a company that values women's wrestling and knows how to book it. And we're seeing all this growth and improvement and it's getting that place. bag, an all-time record bag she would be getting no matter where she goes, I think. But if she wants to stick to that original philosophy sticking around some stardom matches, going to AEW and doing some work there, getting to work with this New Japan crossover relationship, going to ROH. Ronda Rousey just showed up in ROH. Like, what is this 2023 timeline that we are living with that's so crazy and we're so blessed with? It's absolutely nuts. So, like, Mercedes versus this version of Athena, if we're just talking work rate stuff, my God. Like, and if, if she is... She wants part of her legacy to be, I moved the needle forward in women's wrestling, which it seems like she does. She could certainly do that in WWE. But I honestly genuinely think that the only way that AEW gets to two women's matches per 
This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Joe, which this is so sad, but like right now it feels like if she showed up, I genuinely think the ratings that she brought with her would be about the same level as when CM Punk shows up somewhere. And the network would have no excuse but to grant a second women's match. And I also think we're starting to hint at a tag division that would float across brands. And we know why she walked out of WWE, right? So her coming in to tag with someone I think could be a super, super fun way to go about things. Maybe Willow, because they had that great feud for the New Japan Strong Women's title. The landscape is Mercedes, Sasha Banks is to have. I, I really, really, really do believe that. But I'm loving all this women's wrestling talk that we are getting. including It's Will. certainly something. It is. It is. I mean, Will saying, here's how long Bailey's been a heel. My daughter is four. When she turned heel, my daughter was three months old. And Triple H heard you, Kate. He's booked the show. So uh, such a good show. Now all we need is Bobby Lashley. I'm assuming the rest of that is to send me a suit because what else really? I mean, we got Bobby Lashley cooking over here. Um, yeah, Bailey has been a heel for a long time and she's damn good at it. And the type of heel she's been has different has been different. Like there's been differentiations in the way that she was before she got injured and came back. So it's interesting. It's interesting. Bailey has been heel for so long. Mercedes was called Sasha. Yeah. There's um, (laughs) as well. I say all the time, like as wild as it's been having CM Punk, like implode in AEW and show back in WWE and all these shifts that we've seen. The craziest thing to me is if you said like three years ago, Sasha Banks is going to, A, be the four, first horsewoman to leave WWE. And her next move is going to be to start show up in stardom and New Japan. Because New Japan didn't even have a women's belt. I know. 
Yeah. I would have laughed you out of the room. Like it is, it is incredible what is going on on a global scale in wrestling. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. And I love you guys supporting us and giving us all this women's wrestling talk. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, for real. It's, it's really refreshing, really refreshing. Um, Luis also pointed out, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but uh, you could call Tyler Bate up as the NXT prospect for that U.S. tournament and have Tyler Bate kind of enter the main roster that way uh, and and then lean into my dream of him being with Pete Dunn. So yeah. I also like that idea. But we move on to this LWO and Santos promo. Uh, we kind of get a reiteration of what happened. I still maintain that the one of the coldest lines ever on wrestling television is I hope you get an infection and they have to amputate your leg. Yo, that's <laughs> that tough, man. so cold. Uh, but we get this quick backstage with Kathy Kelly, who's interviewing him, and Escobar says he's only finishing what Rey Mysterio started. This is a little bit stronger than last week. And Escobar also says that Wild and Cruz del Toro are still blinded by Mysterio kind of being their hero. And he goes on to say that uh, Wild is going to be put on the shelf right now. And so he goes to the ring for his match um a little bit stronger than than last week i still think the justification is pretty weak and that the real story is that ray mysterio took his u.s title shot but that that was so long ago and so much has happened since you, you kind of can't lean into that this was a little bit stronger because they replayed that insanely cold line and now that he's kind of pivoted to taking out wild and cruz del toro he's like kind of turned yeah. really on his own which i think yeah. is helpful for the story because I just I, I don't buy the Carlito aspect of it we talked about that at length last week but this was pretty good did you have any thoughts on this promo specifically no I I love what they're what they're doing I am I'm in love with everything the representation the way that they're putting this out there um I just hope that it kinds it kind of just continues to be pushed in a more positive way you know like like for for the hispanic representation for like what they're doing with santos and and just the lwo i hope it doesn't get boxed in i continue to say that because sometimes things just become this one dimensional thing and they kind of fade away you know what i'm saying sure and and i i really want them to put the pedal to the metal when it comes to these kids and i say kids because they're just they're younger you know what i'm saying these amazing talent these wrestlers so I don't know, man. That's that's pretty much all I got to say about that. I'm I say it with positivity because I've been kind of feeling a little bit like, okay, now that Santos is is here, where are we going? Like, what what's happening with the rest of the group? You well, know, Ray Ray's out of the picture for for the foreseeable future. You know, I'm glad you asked because there was a rumor. I don't think reported anywhere at Fightful, but what seems like a, a possible credible rumor of. We've had Garza and Carrillo in NXT, yes. and there's no real reason for them to be here. They've said that like they might be on the way back up to be the new backup. That, to me, kind of always should have been the yeah. guys to back up the, the LWO, and absolutely no offense to Wilder or Del Toro, but uh, Garza and Carrillo are the... They're just like those brothers that supplement each other. Like the the same way, I think I said this last week, so sorry if it's repeating, but the way Nick and Matt Jackson have like the in-ring phenom and then there's like Matt, I feel like 
sells and his facial expressions are great and those things like together they're such a complete package that's exactly how i feel about Carrillo and garza like yeah. you have one that's super smooth and charismatic and another one who's just kind of a beast in the ring um i would i feel like them behind santos is i would not mess with that trio of fellas and i think they could go on to do some really really cool work and then when ray comes back you could have him kind of reinvigorating wild and del toro which I, I think could be really really fun so when you say what comes next i'm i'm hoping that's it because i think the three of them could just be whew. listen only reason why and i tell you guys is you know I'm, I'm a born and raised puerto rican you know what i'm saying from the island and i i love lucha libre and i love what they're doing there's a lot of stuff that i'm working on behind the scenes and I would really like for WWE to kind of, you know, really showcase these talents because there's something that I want to prove to the world that, you know, this, the representation matters. The wrestlers are amazing. The luchadors are amazing. And I think right now we're seeing that. I just hope it continues to move forward. Sure. And we do get Santos Escobar being in that U.S. title tournament that we're going to talk about very shortly. Yeah. But we have Luis saying, can we please call them Lobos del Mal? which I'm sure I pronounced Lobos as... del Mal. Yeah, see, I, it sounded exactly like that when I said you it. You did. You kind of sounded really Lobos good at del it. Lobos del Mal. <laughs> um... <laughs> Dude, Lobos del Mal. So freaking amazing. Oh, my God. They're so great. Um... If you talk like that, dude... I don't think I'd have a job here if I talked like so, that. <laughs> no, you'd be so over. Are you serious right now? It's so funny because um, I all I'll see super chat, super chat, super chat, super chat, super chat. Let's, oh my god, they'd be like, "Get this, shut this bitch up." Um, they're uh, I'm I'm learning Japanese and mm -hmm. vowel sounds and everything is very different, and mm -hmm. so I'm working very hard on the pronunciation aspect of it. And I don't have like a Valley Girl disp disposition, but when I tell you I sound like a dumb white American when I go to say anything in Japanese. It's one of the <laughs> hardest languages to it's learn, a man. One. That's why. So the goal is to go to Wrestle Kingdom in 2025. And I was like, if I give myself over a year to get some sort of Japanese foundation in place and use that as my reward, then I'll be able to like have a good time in Japan, I think, because sure. I'll, I'll kind of know a little bit about what's going on. But um, by the way, kid gets to Japan. Terrible. Everyone talks English. Every yeah, place she goes to is American. It's, she's like, what but did that I just would be okay. do? No, the I'm whole just point of this was to have a hobby that I don't try and monetize. That's it. I loved baseball. I immediately worked in baseball when I was like in my teens. I loved music. I worked in music. I love wrestling. I work in wrestling. I'm like, That's what true. is something I can do that is just an enrichment hobby? So there you go. Um, but we move along here. Thank you guys so much for your support. We got... Some more women's wrestling talk from Misfit Wrestling Podcasting. I don't know about you, but I'm fed up with the Super Cena booking they got Bianca on. It's been 18 months, and they are still mm. feuding with Bianca and Damage Control. I am tired of that aspect of it, but I do feel like EO versus Bianca is kind of fresh, and this is going to be less about them and more about um, the split of Damage Control very, very soon. Very, very soon. <laughs> Blacklight saying... When I was in Dorado, Puerto Rico, I used to go to the store by myself in the morning for beer, and I'm a Black American Indian. True story. <laughs> any thoughts on that, Alex? Any uh, any morning drinking happening in where you're from in Puerto Rico? 
Uh, I don't want to say that uh, there's a special drink called medalla, metal, medalla, like a metal. It's very delicious. It's homemade right there on the island. And you can say sometimes it's good with coffee. And all right. All right. A little a little morning pep in your stuff. I can appreciate little, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you're in the island. Like Irish coffee. This is Puerto yes. Rican coffee. And I Listen, you're, you're in the island. You, you, the, the coffee over there is phenomenal, by the way. So you're going to have, course, you know, yeah. and, and breakfast just insane when you're eating beachside, you know? I mean, honestly, Kate, I, I think sometime next year or even after, we, we should do a, sh a live show from Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah, we should just go take a time, like whenever one of these wrestling events are being held down there, we just go down there. We do the I show from down that. there, right beachside. Who's going to tell us no? I tried to, for some reason, we were talking about these specialty burgers that they have, I think, in Hawaii. And I tried to get Jimmy Van to to send us there. It didn't work. But maybe maybe if we make it an excuse for wrestling and we go there and are like, oh, I think to do our best work, we really need like a week. Uh, let's let's see. Let's as, see. What as we one can of do. the residential fightful Latinos, and I represent fightful everywhere I go. Fightful Latino shirts, I have them. You know. Uh, Fight for Latino World Order Fight for Low. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah <laughs> I got all of that, dude. I might be selling it illegally and not fully licensed by Fightful, but just kidding. But yeah. <laughs> I love it. Not on Shop Fightful, but uh, no. but it exists. They, <laughs> yeah, but it is. <laughs> Will saying, I love how WWE fans are moving on from Dragon Lee. It feels like you let a great <sighs> worker work. They can get over with the fans. I don't think they are moving on from Dragon Lee. I think it's very possible this gets called back with Santos. And I don't know what Ray's timeline is, but like, if you have Santos, uh, Carrillo, and Garza versus Ray and Dragon Lee and another, like whether it's Del Toro uh, and Wild or someone else in that mix, like, sure. there's a lot of fun that can be had there. There's a lot of fun that can be had there. I'd but I do agree with out. you. They need to, yeah, they need to to have him around because he's. A fantastic talent. He's also very really? young, and he's he's got yes. a lot of time ahead of him. So, looking forward to that. We get what I know was your favorite segment of the night: this Logan Paul promo. Uh, there is nothing funnier than when somebody tries to give a cocky promo and their voice cracks. I'm sorry, like I don't care who you are. That's just the funniest thing in the world to me. But we get Logan Paul with a, a pretty generic "Where are my haters at?" promo. <sighs> like, look at this belt that I have kind of cutting to what actually matters about it other than his voice cracking and me laughing yeah, at that there's yeah. there he, he didn't say that much in what he was saying so but it, it was kind of just a general like i've got the title etc uh randy orton is on his podcast which is uh definitely a mutually beneficial thing for wwe and logan paul like that that all makes sense i give him credit to the fact he retired from boxing because he is going to try and be in WWE world. So that is good. He's at least going to be committed to just this for a bit. Uh, but the bigger thing that I liked out of this was he says there's going to be a tournament. And what I like about that is if he's not around with the title, this keeps the U S title in the picture. And I just think that's a smart use of booking when you have an absentee champion is to make the U S title picture relevant with a tournament. Um, and that tournament features, Austin Theory, Dragon Lee, who we just mentioned before, is going to show out in this. Grayson Waller, Kevin Owens, Santos Escobar, Karen Cross, for some reason, and an NXT superstar. Um, 
I think that's a really smart call. And we're going to talk about what Kevin Owens did to tear down Logan Paul because this was the most baby face I've ever felt about anyone in my whole life. Uh, but I, <laughs> I just really like the tournament and I like that the tournament has people with obvious alliances and obvious um, enemies in it. I think that's that's good. Most tournaments, I like to be something that's maybe kickstarting stories or calling back to ones that were from a year ago or whatever. But something like this U.S. title one, it's, it's going to be a quick one. Like, we're, we're going to move quickly. This is not the round-robin tournament that you see in, in the G1 or the C2 or any of these long-dragged-out yeah. ones. So this is something that can just move other stories along and then eventually catapult someone to uh, the U.S. title picture. Any thoughts on the tournament that we're getting out of this? I just like how they the uh, the announce table is like uh, this is going to be a great tournament, you know, like really putting over the fact that this is a tournament here in WWE, not well, any other tournament anywhere else. Um, they did uh, kind of bring, but I don't know if this is going to be a a work uh, or whatever you want to call it in wrestling terms, but you know they did take uh, KO to get some X rays done on his wrist, so we'll see if that's um, that's going to play out to be something that. It could be, you know, or it can be, you know. <laughs> it could be. It could or be. It could it be. be. No, I don't want to say it might be, but yeah. Other than other than that, uh, listen, I, you know how I feel. You know my feelings, and it's not a, it's not a uh, that he's not a great performer in ring, because that obviously he is. He's a great athletic person. I think that is just you know everything else. And I understand people make mistakes, and sometimes we forget and forget. I just don't want to. So there's that. Yeah. Um, I'm but, all for holding grudges, first of all. Yeah, and I think, I, I, yeah. but I, I, I also feel like you said the fact that they're keeping the title this hot and putting it on television and continuing to make it something that's unique to everyone around it that's fighting for it, I'm in here for it. I agree. And I will say, while the athleticism is very impressive, so are stuntmen. Like, I'm Ooh. drawn into the storytelling piece of this, and I thought that promo was really boring. I've had a lot of thoughts on promos this week. Ric Flair's Sam Pugs. This was boring to me, uh, but I was howling at the, the voice crack. Well, next week it, he's but... home, so. There was a lot of tournament talk um, between this and the C2. I referenced the G1, but Alex, let me tell you about AG1. Or better yet, let's have Sean Ross Sapp tell you about AG1. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. Man, this is my go-to supplement, my go-to multivitamin, but it's so much more than a multivitamin. By the way, you want to be drinking your multivitamin. It absorbs a lot better. I take one scoop of AG1 from athleticgreens.com slash Fightful, put it in my uh, eight ounces of water, drink it down, and I'm good to go. I got a multivitamin that, that covers so much, minerals, probiotics. That's why you never see me getting sick. Uh, you got your adaptogens, antioxidants, you've got a digestive enzyme. They all work together for a stronger foundation for your health. A free one-year supply of vitamin D3 and K2 plus five free travel packs when you use athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. By the way, it also helps recovery. So if you've had a tough workout, this athleticgreens.com slash Fightful AG1 product is really going to help you out. They've got doctors, they've got endurance athletes, uh, people with PhDs, the professor of genetics at Harvard Medical School, David Sinclair, putting this thing over. Athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. That immunity support, that digestive support, that multivitamin, all at athleticgreens.com slash Fightful. 
If you're working out and you're feeling good, baby, get your athletic greens into your body now. I'm do so it. embarrassed. That had nothing to do with Naito or Okada at all. It's so weird to have a transition that's not like a sexual innuendo. I'm so used to blue tubing. You're going to be the like joke it. of all the internet, Kate. Ha, uh, ha, ha. If you need the strength to pull out of your block, athletic greens. All right. That's what I'm talking about. But get them in your body. That's right. Damn right. Um, we got some more chats from you guys. Thanks for all the love today. Yeah, let's go, baby. So there is an NXT talent involved in this. And I, there's a couple directions they can go. Alex said uh, Von Wagner, not this Alex, but Alex Pulaski, which is probably why I said you were my favorite Alex at the beginning of the show. Because if it's Von Wagner, if it's Von Wagner, what I've now convinced myself it'll be Tyler Bate, I'm... He did use that, that funny gif, and I did notice that. I was like, oh boy. Some people are saying this, that it's going to be Carmelo Hayes, which is a very, very, very fun pull. Um, he's pretty heavily entrenched in a the story there. It could just yeah. be a one-off. He could be coming up to eat a pin or whatever. But I think um, I, it's interesting. There's a couple. There's a couple people who aren't doing a ton that are really great. I don't know if this is going to be like a let's show people who Braun Breaker is thing, or I don't know if this is going to be a, um, an introduction to the main roster for anyone. There's a few directions they can go with it, and I like that it's not super obvious. I like that in my tournaments. Sure. Um, but some good stuff there. Thank you guys for all of the love today. For show. Um, let's talk about this Kevin Owens and Grayson Waller match. Yeah. This was good. Kevin Owens is great. Like, I don't know. Oh, no, no, no. We still have the Kevin Owens piece of this promo to talk about. Like, maybe the best thing on the show. What am I saying? How could I have almost skipped by this? Uh, we had a lot of fun with what Kevin Owens says. He says the first time he saw Logan Paul was 10 years ago on Vine, and it took him six seconds to realize Paul was a jackass. And then he went on to say that he was shilling Prime, which was a craft drink. Uh, I have I felt so seen. <laughs> uh, Logan Paul reminding him he has like the boxing prowess and can end somebody with a right hook, and this actually made me laugh. They like brought out Austin Theory just to get punched again because that yeah. was the story they were telling with Kevin Owens and him basically coming to the ring and standing there to just get knocked out because Kevin Owens just wanted to punch him out after he was mouthing off. I, I thought that was super fun and a creative way to get from the promo to the match because then Waller's out there, right? Um, match with Waller was to be expected. To your point, they uh, are, I don't know if they're working shooty or what they're doing with the, the x-ray thing, but yeah. um, you had Austin Theory ringside for this and he went for Owens's hand and then Grayson Waller went for, for the hand to inflict further damage. This was a, a fun match. We get Kevin Owens winning with a roll-up, but I really like the spot where Waller went for a suplex and Kevin Owens just countered with a vertical suplex of his own. It was it was just a nice little exchange in there. Logan Paul, <laughs> he mm. made fat jokes on commentary. Yeah, what was that all about? That was so like I could even hear Graves and and Michael Cole trying to like divert them way out of that situation and continue to talk about something else. It was just all he brought to the table too. Like it was what? What? Nothing like, else. What was that? Jokes. Unfortunately, like, uh, sorry, I didn't mean to talk over you. Just no, 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 you're good. There's, I feel the I'm same. Getting hot. Yeah, it's it's annoying too because it's not like 
a heel cheap shot once or twice. That was just the only thing that he really had. Uh, so I didn't. It's uncalled for. It was dumb. Like it was. It was dumb. It was heelish. Like MJF does similar, but like MJF also then adds in like all these other things. This yeah. was all he had today. He did say like that he has a ton of momentum, like for somebody of of his size, like that he moves well, but like not nearly enough putting over and just a very one trick pony on the, the fat jokes on commentary. Pretty late. Could have kind of just said like, Hey, you know, for, for a dude that's old, like that, you know, something, if you're going to be that corny, just go Uber corny. You know what I'm saying? Like for a guy that's been on the roster for this long and he hasn't had my success. I just came up with that on my own, by the way. Yeah. And, or even just like, he just punched Austin theory out, right? Like he could do it. He could talk about all the guys he punched out. He doesn't have to keep going back to the same guy. Like, do something. Do sure. something different than this. But I'm also at the point where Grayson Mahler is real good. He has a real dumb finisher. Amazing. But he's he's real good at this. And in the beginning, I kind of liked this because I felt like he was pulling Austin Theory up a little bit. But I'm now starting to feel like Austin Theory is just holding him back. And that is not great. Um, Didn't we speak about this before that I told you that it felt like the whole it was, it was like leaning in that direction. Yes. And now yeah. I like that they're not cemented as a tag team. Like they work tag matches, but they also work just kind of an alliance with each other. So I think that part is good. But the way Grayson Waller is received and where he's at is just so far ahead of, of where Austin Theory is that it now yeah. feels like he's being actively held back because they put Austin Theory in the ring with guys like Cena and The Rock, and he didn't do well. And they put Grayson Waller in the ring with guys like Edge and Cena, and he did sure. do really well. So it, it just feels like there's a disparity that is out of out of balance there. But Kevin Owens getting the win, looking strong going into the tournaments. I would think he is probably a favorite at this point to win it. So it doesn't make me mad. I'm down with it. There's a tournament? On- there, there is. If there's a wrestling brand on television, there's a tournament. There's a tournament. Yeah, we've got like we got one in ROH. We got one in NXT. We got one in WWE, AEW, and New Japan has Super Tag League going on. So if there's wrestling, the tournament is not far. I mean, far. we get to see uh, Kane and Cross on television again after you know a while. I don't know if this is the big push that they were th- talking about months ago, but he'll be there. We will see. We will see what this reboot brings. The presentations under Triple H have been a lot better. Like everything they have with Shinsuke Nakamura, the way they had all these vignettes reintroducing the women's division. Like there's sure. been a, a positive shift. They've just never truly found anything with Karrion Cross that works. He was like a weird magician in NXT, and he was a motorcyclist with a hot witchy wife earlier. And he, of course, had the red gimp mask. So it, I just I hope that they're like, can he just be a badass wrestler, please? Would be, I think, refreshing. But we've got some questions about contract season. Bad Robot saying, Aldis versus Pierce at some point, please, maybe. Also, wow. Alex, it's been a rough week. Can you suggest a Christmas movie that might raise my spirits? And hi, Kate, you're the best. Well, Bad Robot, I'm sorry you had a rough week. Yeah. I hope that your weekend turns that right around. And I hope whenever anybody has a rough week that they're really nice to themselves in the process. Because sometimes life is just hard, but it's temporary. And we go a day at a time with it. And my Christmas movie of suggestion 
is the Muppet Christmas movie. Um, unless you like extremely corny movies, like Lifetime corny movies. I can't remember the name of this one, but Alex Pulaski and I were talking about it earlier. There's a movie that's like a Lifetime movie where it's about a woman who's a wedding planner and she texts her dead mom and she gets caught up in like oh, investigating yes. that it's it's insane and joey fatones in it for 10 minutes but Love he's like man joey he's he's not there when the rest of the scene is being filmed so all the cuts are ridiculous it's so much fun i will try and find the name for it uh i know who you are on twitter so i will tweet it at you when i find it but this is your wheelhouse. You have an entire podcast about Christmas movies. I will. Yeah. And before. Kate had to throw her stuff in because her head is so big and she controls the show. Just wow. <laughs> Kate, wow. I'm just playing off of your heelness. You were the heel in the beginning of the show, which I love about you. Um, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation is very easy to find. You can find it on the Roku channel pretty much anywhere. It's a fun movie to kind of just like, you know, bring your Christmas spirit out. <laughs> And I'm trying to be straight, but it's not working because I have a teleprompter that I look at now at Kate right here in front of me. And I'm like, look away. But no, you fool. You bought this so you can look at the people. Um, so that's that's a great movie. And uh, Christmas with you on Netflix uh, with Amy Garcia and uh, <clears throat> Freddie Prince Jr. That's a great film that you should uh, also check out. In Homer. You just sounded like my DMs on Twitter. Oh, I've been getting it all week. I was just oh passing it along. Oh, my God. Thank you. I love that. Apex Calibre saying, why didn't Nick kick out Pierce like he did week one? Uh, we're going to talk about that ending segment. I really, really liked what we got closing SmackDown tonight. But we got a video package. Punk is going to be on SmackDown next week. I've heard Colts of Personality 480 times in the past week. Um, but that is good. He should be on SmackDown and please, for the love of God, give him a promo where he sounds like a human being and not whatever he did on Monday. It was terrible. Um, I hated every second of it. He's like my favorite wrestler ever. <laughs> um, some more love for the ladies. Misfit Wrestling Podcast saying rumors of Mercedes coming back to WWE. Watch her return to stardom tonight at their pay-per-view. Um, I, I'm pretty sure she's still wrapping up. Like she just got uninjured. She <laughs> is training. So I don't think she's showing up anywhere for a while. Uh, I personally hope it's world's end cause I'm going to be there and I want to live for the pop that that would be. I, the world is hers. I've heard rumors of her going back to literally everywhere. If everywhere. wrestling society X was a thing, she'd be rumored to be going to wrestling society X. Um, but we will see. Uh, by the way, I pop for the uh, I'm home for the troops. CM That's Punk right. line on the on the on, on the chat by Misfit Wrestling Podcast. I'm like, God. <laughs> thank you for that. Why does he have to come on my night? You know, this is tribute to the troops, which, by the way, started off as a great event in Iraq, which I was able to see. It, it, it later on became its own thing here at the bases locally um, throughout the United States. Um, then it turned out to be something that they pre-recorded, and now it's just a special on SmackDown. So we've dwindled down to just this. Maybe we'll have a, a tribute to the troops match. Is what's next? That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We'll see what we have more? the troops has in Give store. I guess. Um, 
we, we got Misfit Chiming in saying Batman Returns is my favorite Christmas movie. Well, it that, is a Christmas movie. That and Die Hard, you crazy people. Um, but we Gremlins. got our main event, uh, Gremlins. The Gremlins is... I'll leave that one to Pulaski to determine. Um, I think we did not talk about Bianca versus Kyrie Sane, but I think, Luis, you might have left that off the rundown. But that happened, right? <laughs> yes, that match did happen. Uh, we get Bianca versus Kyrie oh, Sane. And this was fun because Bailey was told to stay away, but she came in and Bailey knew that uh, Kyrie Sane was going to need her. Some fun stuff in here. Now, the finish is Bailey was pumped and Sane is going to the top rope here, but Bianca Belair stops Sane and hits her with the KOD. I really liked the sequence in the middle where Kyrie Sane has this like twisted Boston crab before running Belair into the ring post. And then you had Belair rolling Sane out of the submission attempt. Like just some good kind of inner working between their two styles there that I really liked. But Bianca firing herself up from that and just slamming Kyrie Sane repeatedly. All of Bianca's strength. And Kyrie's a, a, a petite gal. She's a, she's a smaller girl. Yeah. So that looked really, really vicious. Decent enough match. This was one of those episodes where I, a lot of dynamites, especially like early dynamites, were like this, where the foot is on the gas so much the whole episode, right? That um, it's. There's there's parts of it where the crowd just kind of runs out and they know Randy's going to be closing the show. So I feel like the crowd wasn't as there for this as I was hoping. But the match was decent enough. I think they were also waiting to be like, is it going to turn on Bailey now? Is it going to turn on Bailey now? Is it going to turn on Bailey now? <laughs> yeah. Sometimes those expectations will quiet a crowd down, but match was good enough. Uh, Bailey continued to be at odds with what the group kind of had asked of her. And I, I think that's perfectly good. Uh, all good stuff there. Your thoughts on this match? I thought it was great. Um, there was a couple little things going on here and there, but I'm all positive when it comes to this match. Um, yo, Bianca is looks jacked, bro. She is like she's something she's else. So strong, yeah. Like this, I'm gonna get flack for this and maybe in trouble, but she can KOD me anytime. She hey! wants me like, wait, what? Am I gonna be put in purgatory here now? No, you know no. <laughs> no but she's, you wanna? She... This is like the people who are like Jade. Step on me. I'm here for oh, it. Oh yeah, okay? I'm there. For, I'm by all means. <laughs> <laughs> no, she. You know what it is with Bianca? It's a black she, on me. She, <laughs> she can like, she can KOD someone that's like bigger than she is. And then when she KOD someone that's Kyrie size, like it just looks all the more vicious. It really, really does. Um, so it's, I feel like normally we see people of not, not quite her stature, but a little bit closer to her in stature. And Kyrie's so small that like today it just looked, it looked pretty, pretty, pretty vicious. Um, but we move along to our main event segment. Last call for Super Chats and Humper Chats. And a last call to remind you to subscribe to Fightful Select. And there's a lot going on here, okay? We got a lot That's of a lot devices open. Pause. I'm, that was dramatic as hell. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm getting... I'm, it's sports entertainment, Alex, okay? Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. I'll give a promo about it, okay? It's, it's a NordVPN segue. I'll tell you that up front. But I'll, I'll tell the people, all right? 
I've got lots of devices here. I've got cell phones. I've got computers. I need protection. I need help. Okay. I don't have a stable behind me backing me up. I am out here on my own and I can't fight the numbers game against people trying to break into all of my devices. And you, <laughs> you need to know, like I need to know that there is a VPN out there for everyone. And darn it, if that VPN isn't Nord, well, damn it, I don't know what is. You've heard me talk about a lot of things that NordVPN.com slash Fightful has, and I'm about to tell you almost everything it has. Listen to your favorites abroad. If you're traveling and you want to watch, listen to your favorite shows, they got you covered. Fastest VPN in the world. You can shield your data from snoops and criminals. So that way your IP address is changed. You can safely listen to podcasts, stream shows, simply browse, and complete privacy. You can protect yourself on that public Wi-Fi no matter where it is. You can secure every device you own on every operating system you own. They also have the ability to get a NordPass password manager. Maybe it's a little more difficult for you to, to remember those passwords. They got you covered. They also got the file encryption tool. That way there's an extra layer of security between you and your content. Threat protection. You're safe from disruptions with their kill switch. 24-7 tech support. Fastest VPN on the planet. Reliable encryption. A 30-day money-back guarantee. You will end up saving money when you subscribe to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. And there's Black Friday deals going on right now. Cyber, like you could use the code word FIFA and just you'll be That's set it. for like ten years. I'm not gonna That's lie to you guys. We've got it settled here. Gremlins is definitely a Christmas movie. See, Phoebe Kate's monologue about dead Santa stinking. Okay, yeah, dead Santa, dad stinking up the chimney, clinches it. That's that's very fair. That's a very. I think fair... Alex, when your voice comes back, you should do a Gremlins. You haven't had me on yet. Well, that's because you're so busy. You're doing friggin' This Week in Wrestling, I, which you I guys can go find not. on Kate's YouTube channel. You guys should subscribe. Um, she's been all over the intrawebs. Uh, she's also on the Twitter. This might so on be on. my seventh show in two days. But still, I would make time for you, okay? More ladies wrestling talk. I absolutely love it. We're going to give you a quick Rampage rundown as we do on the show first. You had Hookhausen and the Best Friends defeating... Oh, spoilers alerts, okay? If you oh, don't yeah. want the rampage nice. spoilers, plug your ears, close your eyes, stop whining, get over it. Hookhausen and the Best Friends defeat Evil Uno Reynolds and 2.0. Anna Jay and the Outcasts were interviewed before being interrupted by Angelo Parker. Parker tries to flirt with Ruby, but Anna told him to stay at the back for her match. Interesting. Mm. Ric Flair and Sting promo happened. They cut out the awful, awful, awful line, and Louise said this is just them popping themselves. Good for them. There was some tension with Sky Blue and Chris Datlander before Sheeta came backstage and told them to simmer down, which I like. Uh, Don Callis family beating two, two jobbers and Joss C, a WrestleMania security guard by day, pro wrestler by night. We love that for him. Uh, they promised to take out the Golden Jets and this feud already. And the Golden Jets already is the page I'm on. Prince Nana and Brian Cage speaking with the workhorsemen. They said they may get a spot in the embassy if they win tonight. More workhorsemen on my screen all the time. I shill, I shill. Workhorsemen, baby. They're the best. Sheena Sky Blue and Chris Dett defeating the Outcast and Anna Jay. This got a super chat, and I love when my ladies made events. 
Uh, Tom LaValle saying, I think Soraya may be pairing with Anna Jay, which would actually be a great pairing for both of them. I don't hate that idea either. And hopefully Ruby breaks off and wins the title. Give her a title, please. Give her something. She's too good to have gone this long with no gold, baby. Truth. We also got a C2 recap of Mox versus Roosh, Lethal, and Jay White. Storm versus Sky Blue for the women's title for Dynamite. Very cool. Oh, that was not the main event, the ladies match. My bad. Vikingo, Penta, and Commander versus Brian Cage in the workhorse bin was. You got Team Lucha with the W there. Commander had a great match on ROH this week. Worth checking out if you are into, as Reg calls it, flipping and spinning, flipping and spinning. Um, the flippy do stuff. If it is for you, that match is great. Sounds like a fun main event on Rampage. Um, some more chats that came in. Shock of Ages saying, I almost feel, I'm almost afraid of Mercedes returning to WWE now. It feels like if she does, there's no going back, no AEW run, no more Japan, nothing. Um, I can't, I'm, I can't predict wrestling anymore. Cody's in WWE, Adam Copeland's in AEW, CM Punk was in both. I can't do it. I don't know what happens anymore in wrestling, on. okay? There's, it's too crazy for me to predict anything. I think Mercedes still has a lot of career ahead of her, and I think she gets to do what she wants. I think the world is her oyster. I think it's very funny that the reports were like that Mercedes was like on the other side of her career, kind of like past her prime. I don't think Fightful ever confirmed that, but I remember hearing that out there, and I was like, you are really dumb if you think that. And I think she has proven that she has all the star power anybody could want. Uh, Misfit saying Shotzi and Charlotte trip Kyrie gets ejected, but Asuka didn't do anything, but is ejected anyway. What? They're very inconsistent with that kind of stuff. Um, it can be frustrating for sure. Mm -hmm. But our main event segment has some serious love from everybody and from me. Will Chisholm saying, I love how the SmackDown GM doesn't fear the bloodline. We, we're going to talk about what preceded this in a minute. Um, now I want Randy versus Nick. Don't worry, Alex, as long as you don't say Ric Flair type stuff, you're good. Uh, yeah, no, I would never do a show with Alex again if he was out here saying Ric Flair kind of stuff. He can say I'll take a Bianca KOD any day. Oh, yeah, no, you have nothing to worry about. You know, we're good. Staying, we're good. I don't mind getting choked out, but I'm not going to go. Yeah, we're not going to be saying weird. We're not saying weird shit. But we'll say, like, Jade's death on me. That's perfect. Dear with heels. Brian Moore saying, no one else is talking about it, so I don't know if no one heard or I'm just crazy, but I'm 80% certain that at the end, uh, when Heyman was on his phone, he didn't say call Roman Reigns. He said call Braun Strowman. I didn't notice that. So if you picked that up, that's huh. awesome. Um, maybe the chat can help us out because I didn't pick that up if that is what he said. Um, really? Apex Calibre saying, feels like Orton versus Roman at Rumble. Knight wins Royal Rumble and challenges Roman at Mania. Cody tries to save Orton but cost him the match. Punk versus Seth at Mania. Um, Punk being back is an interesting wrinkle. If they can do Punk Stone Cold, they should do Punk Stone Cold. Brat City Kid versus Texas Rattlesnake should 100% happen. Like, that is... When CM Punk left the first time, the the only thing that I was like, I can't believe we missed out on it, was 
him and Brian Danielson, then Daniel Bryan should have had a WrestleMania match. And him and Stone Cold is like the dream match. Please, please, please do that if that's an option. Now, I think Cody has to face Roman because he has to complete his arc. Yeah. I think maybe Punk beats Seth at Mania. I don't know. I don't know what you do with that. Alex had this booking last year, and I think it might be even more possible this year that we get Cody. I think I think this. Punk beats Rollins at Rumble for the title. Seth enters the Rumble and wins. And it comes down to him and Cody at the end. Cody wins Elimination Chamber in Perth, and they both go for Roman, and you have a triple threat where all of them have history with each other, and Cody pins Seth. And then you can do a rematch with Cody and Roman because Roman can be like, I wasn't even pinned. And then Cody convincingly beats Roman at SummerSlam. And then um, you have CM Punk on Raw. You have Cody on SmackDown as an actual present champion. And you can have CM Punk doing whatever the hell he's going to do. It almost, I don't want to say it doesn't matter, but he's going to be star enough with a title that he can go making whoever he wants. Sure. Um, that is the booking that I think makes the most sense as of right now. If they're sticking with corporate man punk, I'm going to puke the whole way. I um, love that. If they turn him heel, that could rule. I I wish the promo he gave on Monday, he did extremely sarcastically. I've been saying that over and over again. I think it would have been so funny if he, instead of being like, I'm home, if he was like, <laughs> I'm home. Like, that beginning of a heel turn, I think, is so good. And even if that's the direction they're going, I still argue it's a bad idea to do it when they did it because you had people who hadn't tuned in in a really long time sitting through three hours of Raw to hear him say nothing. And I don't yeah, know if they come back so. after hearing him be like, I've changed. Like, that was so corny. So I like that angle, or I'm at least open to that angle. Um, but I, I feel like that was the wrong place to start it, buddy. Here's my take on that. Like, where do you... Everyone's going to give him love right now when he wherever he goes. And then, you know, does it become a thing outside of Chicago where they're like, oh, yeah, he's here. Cool. You know, because it didn't sound as loud as Chicago. Uh, it was it was week. pretty loud in there, but it was loud, doesn't right. have yeah. like the same. I mean, nothing's going to sound like Chicago. That's of like I call personality that places. Yeah. I said on Twitter, I was like, can we get a personality outside of I'm Chicago, please? And everybody that was from Chicago was like, no, that's just who we are. And I was like, God bless. God bless you. It's um, like being a New Yorker, right? You know, you got to put up with the crap and everything listen. else. New York is better than Chicago. Misfit saying Punk beats Rollins at Mania and Guther beats Punk in Berlin. Guther beating the crap out of Punk could be really fun. That could be really fun. My only thing with that is I feel like both of them should be working heel. But let's talk about this main event segment because we have both GMs earlier in the night being like, you need to give it up. I've had about enough. He belongs to me. The boy is mine. Like, we both want Randy Orton. And um, you also had Paul Heyman interacting with uh, Nick Aldis and saying... Uh, were you going to talk to the tribal chief about the fact that Randy Orton would be coming to SmackDown? And he said, this is your notice. I'm having this conversation with you. You go ahead and tell Roman. And he says, I'll do anything I need to to get him. I'll trade the whole bloodline to Raw if I have to. Mm -hmm. Whoa. Drama. That's, crazy. That's wild. I love it, though, because it 
Randy's already a big deal and super over. That makes him feel even more like a big deal. Reese Power said, I need Nick Aldis to shout, Adam! I would be in on that, too. Uh, that rules. And I just liked what we got in this segment. Both of them come down. They both plead their cases. You've got Adam Pierce saying that he would give the winner of Jay Uso versus Seth Rollins to Randy Orton. I thought that was super fun. Um, they are both such pick-me-girl energy, though, I got to say. But then you have Paul Heyman coming out to an enormous pop, which was really, really fun. And he tells Randy Orton to go to Raw because he's safe there. And Randy Orton, who looks jack to the gills, uh, lays out Jimmy. And uh, we've got Randy Orton, who just doesn't give any Fs, saying, "Daddy's tell Roman daddy's back, which is a, a great punctuation mark to put on this. And he signs the SmackDown contract. Out of kayfabe and in kayfabe, this is the right move. Roman versus Randy feels like a big deal. And I think SmackDown could sincerely use the star power right now with Roman around so rarely. It's kind of like Kevin Owens is the only like marquee marquee name that's there right now. Um, and so adding Randy Orton back into that mix, I, I just think it's a, a really, really good call. I think that's the way to go. And I think you can build out a nice little feud, whether this is going into Rumble or not. But Randy's probably going to end up working heel sooner than later, I think. So while he's on a face run, him working Roman makes a ton of sense to me. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I, you know, is that the way we're going to go, though? Like, you had this line of people that have been trying to get that title off of him, you know? I know Randy just came back and, and whatnot. Do we put Randy through the ringer and kind of test him to see if he can get up to the level of all these people that have been trying to get his hand their hands on on Roman? Or is just Roman just selectively picking matches that he wants to fight? You know what I'm saying? I know you say wins and losses matter, so we kind of I kind of look at that sometimes as like who's been working their their way up to to sure. fight him. Um, and what was the last one? Uh, LA Knight. That was it. You know, yeah, there has, there has not mm -hmm. been absolutely any push by anyone else outside of that. Any talks about going after him? I'm so lost with the Cody thing. I have no idea what's happening anymore, which is okay. I want it to be that way. I don't want it to feel predictable. Right. But I think but I, I had I'm clarity and now CM Punk is here. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. And like it's the rock showed up, but is he not coming back? Like there's a lot of question marks out there. If you had, if you had the rock versus Roman and stone cold, Steve Austin versus CM Punk, dear Lord, like Philly is eating well. Philly is eating well. Will chiming back in saying, I feel bad for Triple H having to clean up stuff Vince messed up like bad booking. Treating the women's division just bad and hating his own fans. Good luck, Paul. Now, I said this a couple of times about Survivor Series, and I believe it's true. I think it's really good that Triple H has gotten away from the trope of let's send the crowd home unhappy. Uh, both babyface teams won their War Games matches. They did lock in CM Punk, which popped Chicago huge. And that's like three really feel-good moments. Everybody loves Rhea Ripley, so her retaining is just fine, even though she's technically working heel. Like, he has gotten into the pattern of giving people what they want, which is seems really simple, but some people have a hard time doing. So, yes, I've said a lot of... Some of the crimes that Triple H is paying for now are Vince's crimes. Like, that's, that is for sure. That is for sure. I just want to say also this on top of that, like, 
WWE is doing their thing. Let them continue doing their thing. Let them continue like kind of building their roster, whichever way they want to. You know, sometimes it feels like the roster gets a little bit older. Certain weeks, it just feels older. Certain weeks, it just feels like it's fresh. Like, that's just the way it is. Um, and let AEW do whatever they're doing on their end. You know what I'm saying? I, I want it to feel like two separate, complete things. Like, WWE is a 70-year-plus-old company that has stars that have that span back decades. So, you know, it's going to feel bigger when they bring these people back like a rock or Stone Cold versus like CM Punk, you know, versus like seeing something like an AEW, which is just barely making it to five years. And they're trying to build their in-home grown stars. And anytime they get the chance to grab a veteran from a company like WWE, that's a big deal because you're pulling you're pulling them in. You're pulling the hopefully the people that watch them in. You know what I'm saying? So right now, I feel like. Both companies are doing so so many great things in their own aspects and their own respects that I can see all these matches that you just mentioned for WWE happening. Sure. At any mania, SummerSlam, wherever they're gonna do it. And it's real, it's special. It's a special, special time for wrestling right now. It's it's insane. It rules. And I was I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day that it feels like if WWE is then now forever together or whatever. It feels like AEW is now pivoting back to what I think part of what they've gotten away from is right now and coming soon is like what yes. AEW's wheelhouse should be. If you look at CM Punk coming back to WWE, that's awesome. If you look at AEW and you look at Will Ospreay coming in, that's yes. a huge deal. Yes. Um, what they're doing with Swerve right now is a huge <sighs> deal. So oh it's yeah. it's pick your poison too. Is it's um do you want to see monster stars who are really good at this like cm punk kind of doing these little throwback moments and doing a, a three-year kind of probably wrapping it up tour i would guess or do you right. want to see these guys who are like getting made right now um and i i think both are great i think both are great and i don't think we should underestimate either side of that because they're both are healthy things to do you can have cm punk make other people look great in the process you can have swerve make himself and look other people look great in the process I, the bell. I, I, I don't know if there's anybody better than will osprey in the world right now like it's really really good and by the way both companies are killing it like yeah all in just sold out half their capacity on a pre-sale wwe is selling out everywhere they go there's a need for both in the space so i grew up in the i grew up in the 90s watching 90s wrestling, you know, in, in the Attitude Era. Um, I just want to put into perspective, next year, you know, you're going to look at AEW, and AEW is going to beat the reign that WCW was on. Like, yeah. they're going to they're gonna end up being now a company, just like TNA did, surpassing what WCW did. And WCW was not hot when it first started. It was really, you know, crazy. They were trying to find their footing, and then they took off. You know, unfortunately, they couldn't handle what the corporate system was doing to them. But AEW is kind of on their own. Warner Brothers Discovery is really behind them. They every wrestling is extremely popular. We don't know where any of these other shows that WWE are selling off are going to go to, except for the CW called the CW. Yeah. You know, and you got SmackDown coming to USA. So, oh, like, this is great. Like. I'm so excited. I'm like a little kid again watching wrestling. Seriously. It's the best. Now that WWE is like, feels fresh again. 
I'm just yeah. excited for what's on my screen. And now that AEW feels fresh again, like I feel like the C2 was a perfect shot in the arm. But we'll yeah, say I want to drink crazy. blood. Yeah, let's 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 be out here drinking blood and stapling staples to ourselves. It's a wild time. But we'll say it's crazy how CM Punk and John Cena just missed each other. I was just thinking about this earlier today. In four months that we had Punk, Rock, and Cena in WWE 2024, wrestling is crazy and gonna get crazier because those contracts, man. It's nuts. And now, now that the, and they're driving each other again, you see good stuff happening on both shows. And now that you got WWE, which is more of a corporate, you know, they've gotten into deeper corporate things, you know, with TKO, you know, above mm-hmm. them. God only knows if they're going to take them private or keep them public, what, whatever they're going to do. But they make the ultimate call. Like they just let go a bunch of people today, you know, yeah. um, not wrestlers, but in, you know, inside uh, the corporate offices. But there's it's coming. We know it's coming. There's a yeah. big layoff that's going to happen and contracts that are not going to be renewed and stuff like that. And it's just great that wrestling people, these guys, these people, these women and men in wrestling have places that they can go to. Draw saying, I love having 31 flavors of wrestling to watch. I'm <sighs> talking about how much I love WWE and AEW. New Japan's my favorite promotion of the year, right? Like it is so fun. And um, I heard. This really great summation of stuff. This is getting very nerdy, and we're going to wrap up and get out of here very shortly. Let's be nerdy. <laughs> but I, I heard this really great summation of styles from Chris Hero, which was that like European and British wrestling is mental and physical chess. Lucha wrestling is the marriage of pageantry and acrobatics. Mm. American wrestling is like moral play and struggle, and that um, Japanese wrestling is struggle through sport. And it's so much fun to have so much access to all this wrestling, like all those styles I just named, I can see all of them on any one show on any one night. And I, sure. I love that. We got that tonight. We got, we had Lucha wrestling represented, right. And we had the techers involved. And we of course had American storytelling and it's just really, really refreshing time to be a wrestling fan. A couple of people mentioning, as you mentioned with the layoffs, Mackenzie Mitchell getting released. That is yep. a bummer and a swing and a miss, as far as I'm concerned. That girl was incredible backstage. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's the and that's the problem. You you have as uh, the the great job that Triple H is doing. That's as far as that line goes when it comes to protecting the people that are in that company, right? He has a say with what he's going to do with them. Outside of that, man, it it gets a little muddy in the corporate system because they yeah. just start looking at contracts. They start looking at money. No matter how much money's coming in, it's never enough for corporate. Yeah, but she was doing backstage no. at NXT. That is not a budget either. Oh, you no, no. Just I'm, I'm just saying in general, like, yes. like, for the future, anything that happens. With Mackenzie, it was just, you, you're right. It was a miss, unfortunately, there. I don't know if it was mutual or whatever, but yeah. Yeah, definitely a miss on their part. She's incredibly skilled backstage, and I think she'll go on to do really great things wherever she chooses to go. 1,000%. Yeah. Well, we're going to wrap it up and get out of here. Thank you guys so much for, we had so much support today. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you guys. Great wrestling weekend. Alex is going to do a collision and rampage on SmackDown review on Fightful Select tomorrow. I'll probably jump in with him on that. Uh, Also on my personal YouTube channel, not to put myself over, plug myself too much, but I'm going to be doing a watch along of match of the year, match of the century battle of all time, Shaza McKenzie versus Sean Ross Sapp. Uh, They're going to be a black label pro. I'm going to try and do a watch along if I can on my own uh, YouTube channel at Miss Kate Fabe and the chats from that will be going to NAMI. 
I will say as a friend of Sean's, I'm incredibly proud of him for getting back in the ring. He's been training his butt off and quiet. Um, he raised $5,000 for NAMI. I would encourage you to donate to NAMI on your own if you can. It's an incredible organization that has helped Sean and, and his friends. He's spoken about it at length. And um, this was this is tough. Like you, you prepare for a wrestling match on any level. You're preparing to get in the ring, right? So very, very much looking forward to that. One LT photo asking what time. Um, that show is streaming. I'm, I'm going to find out all the details. I don't know where they are on the card, but it is an afternoon show. So I, I think probably like between like noon and one o'clock sometime. But uh, Shaz is going to kick Sean's butt. As much as I said, I'm proud of him. This is, <laughs> this is Shaz's. Sean's clearly in it for the glory. Uh, that's why people go to independent wrestling. It's, it's for the fame. I already put a call in for the belt. So and the neon sign. Yes, that's what's he's up. Not, he's never coming back. Yeah, so Black Label, it's Black Label Pro. They start at like 9, 10 in the morning. I think the, Pacific time. they're going on late. So um, I'm I'm looking very excited for that. Support Sean. Um, donate to Nami if you can. It's a really important cost to him. And all of his cameos, all of his indie stuff, any appearances he does that get paid uh, outside of kind of podcasting and journalism uh, goes to that organization. It's something he's going to uh, it starts at 12 Central Time, Luis says. Thank you, Luis, Beautiful. for getting that up. But MS Kate Fabe on YouTube will be streaming and we'll be talking mad S about him. I'm looking forward to it. Should be a blast. You can also follow me at Miss Kate Fabe on Twitter. You can see all the shows I'm doing here. I was here literally every day this week because I filled in for Sean at Dynamite. So you are probably very sick of me at this point. But uh, Monday's on Fightful Select. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday here on the main channel. Wednesday's at the Mark Order podcast. Uh, and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I'm doing a Wrestling Everywhere feature where I'm talking to people all around the world about wrestling and independent wrestling in, in their countries and, and territories. I'm having some really fascinating conversations with the Australian side of things right now, which is pretty cool. So hang out there with me. Uh, but Alex, where can the good people find you? Sure, you can find me on the Instagram at uh, Alexis Cardoza as well on threads. Uh, if you're on there, um, you guys can see right underneath me on X underscore Alexis Cardoza. And through there, you'll see my various uh, little projects that I'm working on and everything else that uh, I put out. Make sure to click the links and uh, subscribe to everything that I do. I appreciate every single one of you guys tonight. We had a lot of people here tonight watching and we had a okay. great time. And for, again, um, the Super Chats, Humper Chats for taking your hard-earned money and uh washing our bodies with it i as i said expect it from you i would like to see you do better next week okay you see this i'm kidding i'm so thankful for it and it's almost like when we get a really good episode of wrestling people want to talk about it but thank you so much have a great and wonderful wrestling weekend tune into that black label pro show if you are able to boo sean in the chat have a bunch of fun with it we're looking forward to it and we're so proud of him here have a wonderful weekend. We're out of here.